Um, yeah, there's a lot of things going on in the world at the moment, isn't there? There's a lot of movement, but we're going to continue on what we're talking about is ascension. Um, and to, tonight, I want to, I want us to talk about ascension how, so we can encounter ascension now, and then we can go into ascension wow. All right. So <laughs> it's true. It's totally true. And um, one of the things that this it's important we've been talking. I'm going to actually I'm going to pray first. So I'm just going to not just launch in. Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're already moving here. We thank you right now for your river, for your river, Lord. Unless you touch people, no one gets touched. Unless you open eyes, no one understands anything. Spirit of the Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, we take authority over every stupid devil. We cast you out of this building right now in the name of Jesus. You shut your mouth and we just thank you in the name of Jesus for a spirit of revelation, a spirit of glory, a spirit of deliverance, a spirit of healing. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that, that when we gather together in your name, you're in the midst of us. And we just thank you. Uh, uh, um, we just thank you for a corporate encounter tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now, this is, this is not just Paul's MO, modus operandi, um, but basically is that we have, to, we have to build on the rock and we have to build on certainty. So we're going to start with um, Hebrews chapter 12. And it says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us therefore have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. So we've been talking about the invisible world and the invisible world of the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Paul would start his letters and he spent 14 years in Arabia. He had a, you know, wrote literally like, He's the original road to Damascus experience, okay? And then um, uh, basically um, uh, the Lord appeared to him and he lost his sight and he fasted for three days. He was blind. I mean, that's pretty full on. The Lord turns up and you lose your sight. Then there's a guy called Ananias and Ananias has a, a vision and the Lord says, okay, there's, gonna, there's Paul, or sorry, there's Saul of Tarsus and you're gonna go to a street called Straight. We need more of those streets. Okay, and so basically is that he goes there and he says, lay hands on him and he'll receive his sight. And so he's like, this guy's been persecuting everybody. Seriously, I'll combine that headache in Jesus' name. All right. <laughs> and this guy, that's been, this guy that's been persecuting everybody, right? And he goes, yeah, go there. Lays hands on him and he receives his sight. And then what happens? It says that Paul did not confer with flesh and blood. But God drove him into a place, into a place where we had encounters. Out of that place, you know, I'm, look, I understand in the multitude, sorry, in the multitude of counsellors, there's safety. I understand that um, it, 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 the, the power of fellowship, do not forsake in the gathering yourselves together. But sometimes God will drive people into the wilderness to find Him. If you go into the wilderness and you come back worse for it, God did not drive you there. A lot of people, God's driving me to go and do this. And then they come back worse. That wasn't the Lord, that was the devil, all right? Seriously, if you, if you, go, if you actually go out and you, and, and, and you go in the wilderness to encounter God, you're gonna come back a different person. You will come back a different person. So what he then did 
is that rather than preach seeker-friendly, cultural, relevant, blah, 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 and so on and so forth, what he did, he had such an encounter that he actually said, there's an unshakable kingdom and I'm gonna preach the certainty of what happened. The rearranging of the topography, the geography, the architecture, uh, um, all, all the different dimensions that took place when Jesus said, I will prepare a place for you. This place cannot be shaken. Everything else can be shaken and moved. You can even speak to mountains and they will move, but this kingdom cannot be shaken. And this is what he started his letters with. He will start his letters with the certainty of the cross. He will start his letters to the to comprehensive nature of what the blood achieved, how he united heaven and earth. And so the Lord is calling us, and this is not anything special, this is just normal, okay? It's just normal. He's calling us to completely build in the realm of the invisible on the certainty of the unshakable foundations of the Kingdom of God. Everything else is fickle and changes. You, if, you, if you secretly want popularity, you are building on the sand. Because, because Jesus just started doing a few signs and wonders and they wanted to make Him King there and then. And it said, Jesus did not commit Himself to man because He knew what was in man and He knew all men. And so what you have is you've got the fickleness of those things that can change. One minute they say, make Him King, next minute they're saying, crucify Him. So we actually have to build in that certain realm, in the, in the invisible realm of the Spirit. It's unshakable. And so, you know, look, You've heard some of my encounters, some of you heard a lot of my encounters, but the, 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 we've been talking about ascension and I wanna talk, talk about a nuanced reality tonight about ascension and access, because we're going to ascension how, okay? We're not going into apocalypse now, we're going to ascension how, <coughs> all right? And so, well, you know, the movie play on words, but apocalypse actually is the unveiling of Jesus. And so you have this, this nuanced reality, but by the grace of God, I've had sovereign times where God has upgraded me beyond my pay grade. So basically, I, it's, almost like, it's almost like I got on a flight the last minute, I got the last economy seat right, right next to the toilets at the back of the plane. Who's ever had the seat next to the toilets at the back of the plane? You learn to become a mouth breather, okay? It is what it is, all right? And you're trying to sleep and there's little doors like this. And I got, I, just get, I got on the plane and then by the glory of God in the realm of the Spirit, God upgraded me to first class. So I remember when I, I would have been only two year old in the Lord and I'd just finished Bible college. So I, was, I knew enough to be dangerous. I knew enough to be dangerous. I go to the Philippines and we go to a, 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 a Mindanao. And Mindanao at that stage possibly was the most dangerous place on the earth, possibly. I know Colombia had its moments back in the day, and obviously Afghanistan and Baghdad and other, I mean, uh, Iraq, you know, but Mindanao was dangerous, people getting kidnapped. And I remember in regards to a, 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 this, is the ascension carries with it Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide the, under the shadow of the Almighty, and I will save the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I'll trust. Surely he will deliver you of X, Y, Z. And you'll just see things with your eyes, but it will not come near your dwelling, will not come near you. That's a benefit of ascension. And I remember that um, one day is that we, we, that we, we didn't know, but we actually went to a hospital to pray for the sick. And I would have been, uh, I think I was 20. I was 20. So this is my first overseas trip. And we're in the, we're in the jungle and there were like, and, and again, you know, Tuesday nights, we like to go off reservation here. Um, but th these people were, were 
these pastors were very, very freaked out because they used to hear these screams at night and they were telling us of these hybrid half human, half animals that walk across the rice fields at night. They were freaked out. And so there was a lot of fear in the area. And what happened was um, uh, we actually went, we actually noticed, uh, uh, we, uh, we were in an, old, an abandoned government centre and then out in front were these rice fields and then there are mountains in the background. And we knew in a, 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 a few kilometres away there was a hospital. And all of a sudden we saw this guy in the rice fields with a gun and literally like we heard gunfire and we're like, what that, what was that about? It must be hunting or something. That night we go to the, um, the hospital to pray for people. We expect to see sick people, but all the people we saw in this particular ward were healthy looking. And when they were young, we're like, why aren't they in here? Well, they've been shot. And we're like, where did they get shot? And they said, basically where you guys were. All these people got shot in this, in this area just out front of our place and we just didn't even know about it. But we sort of like part and, you know, almost witnessed those things taking place. But here's the freaky thing. Literally on two occasions, there was an attempted kidnapping on me. Now, again, I was just, I didn't even know what was going on. And I was just, I was just aware of the glory because we were in the glory. <clears throat> and I remember not telling any pastors um, we were actually in this compound and we were bored, all right? So me and a mate decided to just go for a walk. And we, we literally, we'd walk out of the compounds and we're walking down this road next to these, these rice uh, paddies. We walk it and feel the presence of God, feel fantastic. And we get about 100 metres away from the compound and all of a sudden you feel anxiety. You feel like, feel vulnerable going, whoa, what's going on? This is weird. Turn around, take three steps back and you feel that protection and peace of God again. And it was like, 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 it was almost like, like daytime, nighttime, daytime. It was that full on. We were like, this is crazy. You, you could, you'd feel like, oh, this is, and then you go back into a force field of glory. So this is what happens with ascended reality. I got upgraded. That was a sovereign thing. I didn't pray my way into that. And then we saw, like I said, one meeting, I'll never forget. We, we, we saw a hundred and maybe hundred to 120 kids come and hear the gospel and they all received Christ and they all came forward and they nearly all got delivered and I would say 100 out of 120 got instantly baptised in the Holy Spirit. Power of God. But in there were communist rebels posing as parents getting ready to kidnap us. And the glory of God was so strong that they were just, they, they were frozen. They couldn't do anything. That's how, that's how real ascended reality is, friends. The secret place of the Most High Seen that again and again and again. One story I haven't told, <coughs> me and Adam were in India. We're doing street preaching. And this would have been early 2000s. And so we ended up doing street preaching. We're like, this seems like a good place. And then realised it was in front of a mosque. <laughs> so we did, we just went and started preaching. God, Jesus is the way. Like they're going for it like this. And, 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 and like we're in the glory. We're in the glory, you know. And everyone's picking up stones. No. And <coughs> I see the Son of Man. Um, and what happened, this is what gets really interesting. There's a, 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 a woman down the road, well, not far from us, and there was a, a Brahma bull tied up. And they didn't like us preaching about the Lord in front of a mosque. So she untied the bull and on the back, 
like this. And, it's, and, it, and the Lord totally protected us because it sort of just went off somewhere else. Like, see, we fear the natural too much and the fear of man brings a snare. And the fear of the Lord delivers us from all other fears. So ascension is just incredible. But what I wanna talk about is the nuance of the how. And I want to, this is, the spirit world is very, it's bigger than the natural. I mean, not even close. We live on a tiny planet and the spirit realm is infinite. It's transcendent, it's superior, it's purer, it's wiser. So why wouldn't you wanna be tapping into that place? Been reading about people who walk with the Lord and when they, they leave their body and go into glory, they literally are going to a greater place. They are literally, if you don't know the Lord, you need to know the Lord. Because when you leave this physical tent, you go to a greater place of infinite dimensions of joy and glory. This is not, they now are reviving people and they're coming back and going, I don't wanna come back. This is, that, that is amazing. And so we are, we are preaching and we're living and we're ministering from an unshakable kingdom and we engage with the greater to minister to the lesser. And this emphasis, Paul's emphasis on this realm constantly. So what we're gonna do is I wanna talk about the how and I wanna go into a principle that is incredible, but I believe nearly all of Scripture points to a heavenly reality all the time, even the things you wouldn't think so. Because we are, we are more than advised and we're more than encouraged, we're commanded to look to heaven, live from heaven. What's the prayer? Well, Lord's Prayer, let your kingdom come, let your earth be done, uh, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, and so the, two, the two dimensions merging, that's, just, that's an imperative, that's our goal. And in that atmosphere and from that place, that advantageous place of an unshakable reality is we are to disciple the nations. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go right down to something quite, quite base, quite primitive, and we're gonna see how this points to engaging with heavenly glories. So we're gonna start uh, with Luke chapter two, verse 21. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of, of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So we have God's covenant. He covenanted with Abraham and the sign of the covenant was circumcision. When God spoke to Abraham and says, I'm going to, and, and you all the nations will be blessed and I'm gonna give your descendants this land that will be theirs forever. And, but he said, this is the sign Every, child, every male child on the eighth day will be circumcised and eight means new beginnings. And you go, well, that's, that, okay, we understand blood covenant and cutting covenant, etc. But that's very, very specific. Why would, why would the Lord engage with His people? It was such a serious thing that if you were male and in Jewish society and you hadn't gone through circumcision, you would get excommunicated you would get driven out. It was compulsory for everybody, but it was a sign of the covenant. But then we see, however, we start to see it points to a heavenly reality. It actually points to a heavenly reality and, and, and actually gives us a key of how we can engage with the infinite dimensions of glory and we don't have to wait until we leave this physical tent. So we see there's a progression here. Romans chapter two, verse 29 says, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart 
in the Spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. And now we, we're seeing a progression because you've got people who are, this is, a, this is, the Lord gives us covenants. He gives us His ways. He gives us His precepts. He says, walk in the ancient paths. And if our heart is not for God, we try and keep the letter of the law, but not the Spirit. And so people go, yep, circumcise the eight day. Yep, I keep the Sabbath. Yep, I do this. And it started to become very, very works orientated. No faith, following the law. And the Lord says, no, 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 no. That was a sign to actually see that your heart, the flesh has been removed from your heart. So you are a Jew inwardly. And so even back then from Jeremiah through, they were saying not only is that a physical sign for an external covenant, but now it's to penetrate inside your heart. But it goes a whole nother level. So we have here Colossians chapter two. And it says here, in Jesus, you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Him in baptism. Here we go. Circumcision of the heart is connected to ascension in which you also were raised with Him through faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses or sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, He has made alive or quickened together with Him having forgiven you all sins and trespasses having wiped out the, the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he's taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So we got here, now we've gone from the old covenant of circumcision as a sign, male on the eighth day, eight meaning new beginnings, then it starts to develop into a theme that we see that it's actually something of the heart. But now in Christ, male and female, every believer in Christ, it is about the inside work and the cutting away of the flesh so we can engage with what it is to be raised with Him. And you know, as I was saying, uh, 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 how much encouragement do people need to get courage? <laughs> we need the cutting away. We need repentance. We need repentance. We need to see the Lord. What if people are living subpar? What if people aren't being mentored and discipled? They're just, his ministries are just keeping them in the game. We've got to do better. The church can't perpetually be a hospital. There's got to be alignment to heavenly realities. Otherwise, we, we, we yeah, there's, there, there are challenges around that. So we were talking about the modern dimensional reality of the kingdom. And it says the kingdom of God is like a man sowed seed in the ground. The sower and the seed, the parable of the soils, different types of soil. The seed is always the same. So that is, that is something that's very, very real. Is the kingdom of God growing on the inside of you? That is a dimension. 
Then we talk about the heavens and it says in, in Exodus 15, we talk about Zion, it says, you, He will plant you in the mountain of His inheritance. So not only is the kingdom growing inside of you, but you, while it's growing inside of you, you're being planted in the mountain. But then it says, we are the trees of righteousness and the planting of the Lord that He may be glorified. But then it says, the kingdom of God is like a seed, a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds, and it becomes a massive tree and all the birds can take shade in it. See, the spirit world needs to be, you need to triangulate, you need to have dozens and dozens of data points to describe something that's not three-dimensional. It's at least four-dimensional, maybe fifth-dimensional, maybe more, I don't know. So this is why you've got, you've got Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God. One God, we don't have three gods, one God. And so is it, we, we, we teach three persons, one God, but I hardly know anyone that's been able to communicate an amazing way of the Trinity. But it is one God. Behold, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And when it, that word one, it's a composite type of a definition. And I've said it before, just like a tree is one, you have roots, you have trunk, you have branches, you have leaves and you have fruit. But it's one, it's a composite one. The Lord your God, the Lord is one. So we have this trying to describe the indescribable. So yes, the kingdom of God grows. Yes, the kingdom of God, we get planted on the mountain. It grows inside of us. It manifests outside. It manifests in and through us. So people can actually, you know, let's just say you run a home group. And think of the years you've prayed and grown. And And then the people coming into your home group, almost like coming into the shade of your tree. You disciple them and you pray for the sick. This is how it works. Evangelists who plonk themselves in the middle of, you know, the city or wherever they're preaching, they're a tree and, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're providing shade and not slapping everyone around the chops, but you know what I mean? <coughs> oh, I just got a branch in my eye. Oh, hallelujah. So anyway, uh, but tonight I'm talking about the flesh being removed from the heart. I wanna to talk to you about a different way of engaging the kingdom of heaven and a different, a different reality. So this is one of my favourite passages of Scripture. It's one of about, about a thousand favourite passages. 2 Kings 6.14, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to Elisha, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike these people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Here's the freaky thing. We're talking about ascension. So instantly, again, we're talking about the the multifaceted dimension of the spirit world is the kingdom is like a seed planted in the heart, but then we get planted in the mountain of his inheritance, but then we're trees of righteousness and the planting of the Lord, the, 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 the birds can t- nest in the shade. But then you got 
You've got spatial reality. The Holy Spirit was poured out. So that implies top to bottom. And then we use the word ascension, which means bottom to the top. But then Jesus says the kingdom of God is within. Which one's correct? They're all correct. But now what you have is you have the reality where Jesus says the kingdom is at hand. It's it's so close. So what is stopping people encountering it? Veils. That's it. That's why we need to cut away the flesh on the inside. The veils in our hearts stop us from encountering. He, they're in, they're in the Holy Land. They weren't feeling any ascension. You think of it like this, think of it like this. How many angels are around you all the time that you're not aware of? Who'd like to be more aware of their friends? Some of you need to know your friends a bit better. You do. Sometimes, like, do you know one of the times when the veils are parting a little bit is where you're sort of falling asleep or you're waking up? Who knows that feeling? No one. Okay, I'm just going to pray a deep sleep over you guys. I'll never forget, we went, uh, we, we've had an interesting time in South Australia. The sun doesn't shine as much as it used to. So we go away on a holiday, holiday, holiday. And it wasn't such a holiday. So we went to one down in Marion that time. Remember that? Rachel's shaming. She's being shamed. (laughs) And we had all these plans that were to do with us being out in the sunshine. But the sun didn't come out and neither did Rachel. So, So then I ended up like taking the kids and we're doing adventures down in stormwater drains and all sorts of things that dads do. Real classy, you know. Oh yeah, kids, oh, we, I remember we had storm water drain. Oh yeah, we went, yeah, end up at McDonald's. Hallelujah, talk about Mecca. <laughs> While Rachel's in her room. All right. So, catatonic, exactly, exactly. Anyway, I remember one morning, as I, I, I'm just like, I'm just waking up and I was completely freaked out. There was a man in the room. Like this guy was wearing a wearing a um, a, a polo sh- a, a polo shirt, right? Ralph Lauren. He was wearing. Like, look, I didn't see the little thing, but he's wearing a, a what? Do, what do you call those? Is it polo shirt? Yeah. Anyway, and he's sitting there, and he got broad shoulders, short dark hair, right? And like just dressed normally, but like very solid like this. Waking up and my first thought was, what are you doing in here? I was so freaked out. I was so freaked out. And, and as I'm waking up and looking at him, before I had a chance to throw a lampshade at his head, <coughs> I hear the word angel. As in one of my angels. Like this. And, and it's like, and then he, he goes... This is, what he did. this is a legit. He goes, because he's not, he's talking through this thing. He's talking to me like this. And he starts walking over to me. And I'm just waking up. And he goes, I've got to put you to sleep because I want to talk to you. And I'm thinking, so this is, this is, this is, I believe this is one of the guys that hangs around with me and talks to me in dreams. Think about this in the book of Revelation. I've sent my angel to reveal these things. You know, John went into multiple visions. It's like an angel just turning up can project like a holographic reality of the multiverse. 
That's how, that's how spirit beings communicate, guys. This is cool. Who thinks this is cool? So I've got this angel that speaks to me in dreams. So I'm waking up and before I can have time to panic, I hear this word, angel, like this. And I'm like, oh, cool, like this. But he starts walking on me real fast like this. And he goes, I've, just, you, I've got to put you to sleep so I can talk to you. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, why can't you? <laughs> now, this is what happened. I know that he just touched the side of my head. It was like, <laughs> seriously. And you just think, you, you, we, we, we just, see, this is why it is the circumcision of the heart. And we're gonna, we're gonna talk about what that looks like, but I want people to become aware of the supernatural realities. Now, I'm gonna tell you an encounter. I'm gonna be a bit skinny on the details, but it happened to me recently, coming back from the Amazon, uh, uh, when we were there, amazing. We had a lot of angelic encounters, it was amazing. And like I said, about up to six, six hours a day seeking God. Now, Anna does things differently, right? You just sit in a circle and everyone's just quiet. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and this everyone just goes in the spirit. I'm going, all right, okay, no warm up. All right. <laughs> so then they're going, we're going we're gonna to worship God under the stars tonight. You know, she's talking about Jesus, the, the, the bright and morning star. So that the boat's parked and it's like next to a jungle on the Amazon. The most equivalent to the most spectacular view I've ever had of the Milky Way. When you see the Milky Way, like in, you actually can't take it in. You, you, can, you can focus on a bit, then you move that bit across there and then you do that. You just can't take it in. It's like that at the block, all right? My block sometimes. You just like, you, you, can't, you can't sort of step back and take in bigger, but you can't. So people are worshipping and I'm feeling jet lag. And I'm like into it and I can feel that. See, see, I'll give you some, some tips. You go, I'm really gonna spend time with God. I'm gonna wait on Him. And then you start feeling sleepy. Don't fight it. Because people fall asleep and they get condemned. I wouldn't ask for a show of hands. I'm gonna wait on God, right? But if you train yourself as you're falling asleep and waking up, I've trained myself. I can linger in that place in the Spirit Who's trained themselves to do that? Come on. Yeah, a number of you. And God, God speaks to you. So what, what happened was, as I can feel that, and I'm starting to see angels going across this sky, and I'm seeing stars, different stars shining. I'm going, this is freaking me out. We were, we were in the jungle, pitch dark, blue lights everywhere. It was just, people were crying. There's so much glory. And I'm like, like this. I'm going, because there's a spiritual universe. Spiritual universe. So they're getting a plane, they're getting, they're getting a plane, getting a space shuttle and, and sent, they're not gonna find heaven. They're not gonna find heaven in the natural because it's a spirit dimension. So, so what, what you have is, that, is I'm, I'm lying there and I'm sort of like feeling that sleep feeling like this. And instead of going, yay, I'm having a vision and I was having visions, I started getting really worried because I was really comfortable. And I thought, I'm gonna fall asleep and start snoring in front of everyone. And then everyone's gonna start praying for my wife. And then I felt a bit like embarrassed, so I sort of like, like this. And, it's, and eventually got the better of me. And I actually went, I've got to go down. I've got to go down and um, sleep. I'm, I'm smoked. So I go down and sleep like this. And as I'm putting my head to the pillow, I hear everyone scream, yeah! 
salads. I'm going, they just had an encounter. It's true. <coughs> Cheer up, Charlie. Anyway. And so the trip was life-changing. That was the big regret for me. So as soon as I came back, I looked at the, um, the lunar cycle because you don't want to try and look at the stars when there's a full moon. Otherwise, you know, you don't see much. I realised that it was right at the end of the cycle. So I go up to my block and I go, oh, I'm going to worship God under the stars. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, you're not worshipping stars, okay? That's hectic idolatry, right? For anyone not aware of that. Um, so I start, I, I, and I go up there. I'm going to worship God, up the stars, uh, God under the stars. And then what happened was I was talking to my dad, I said, look, I'm going to bed now, but I'm going to probably wake up in the middle of the night. So I walk across to my room and I'm going, oh my gosh, it is spectacular tonight. But it hadn't been dark all that long. So I knew it was going to get amazing. I go to bed and then uh, this is the craziest thing. This is the, this is the realm of the Spirit. Like it's, it's, it's at hand, it's around us now. Okay. I'm in deep sleep and someone who was on the Amazon trip who lives in Florida comes to me in my dream and starts waking me up. They go, Todd, 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 Todd. She goes, wake up, you've got to what? look at the stars. Is that freaky? She's shaking me and it's like this. Now, you know what's freaky? In the, in the encounter, I feel like I'm on a boat. And I'm like, huh, what, what? Now, when you go out the block in the winter, it's freezing. Okay, we're talking like that. My the dog that we own can't even drink its water in the morning. It's just a block of ice. It's that cold. So 20 minutes, and you're sort of sitting there. There's no coffee in sight. You don't want one. I look at my. So I've been woken up in the spirit. I'm looking at my phone. It's 3:14, and I'm sort of like, and I'm sitting up right in bed and going, okay, all right. So I get all all these layers on, like the Michelin Man. Put my dressing gown over the top of it. <laughs> Sexy as. <laughs> Walking up like some geriatric. <laughs> Freezing. It's sort of like, oh, I think an ankle's exposed. Oh. Anyway. So, walk out and I look up and it's completely overcast. <laughs> now, before the Lord... In my heart, okay, I threw my toys out the cot. I did, I spat the dummy. I'm like, what was that about? You said someone to wake me up in a dream. Like this. You said someone to wake me up in a dream. And like this. And the Lord goes, settle, pedal. <laughs> like he'll quieten you with his love. Like this, he does this. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm just sort of like, the Spirit of God was everywhere, but I'm sort of a bit like, And then what happens, a hole in the cloud opens up to my right and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm going, oh, here we go. And I'm looking, I'm looking like this. And I'm going, this is so bright, spectacular. I'm looking at it, I'm just praising God like this for a whole 10 minutes. Anyway, I go, I am absolutely exhausted. I'm freezing, right? I'm gonna go to bed. So I walk off to to bed with everything still on. (laughs) It was that cold. Anyway, the minute I lay my head down, I go right out in the realm of the Spirit. I really did. And I can see stars in the Spirit. And this is what I said. I said, God, 
why am I, because I'm not just seeing it, I'm feeling it. I'm saying, Lord, why am I, why is this happening to me? And he just goes, because your heart's become circumcised. And you start to realise that people can fake external religion, but we've got to allow God to cut away the flesh, fear, pride, religion, unbelief, procrastination, anxiety, all the things. And so this invisible world is around us all the time, all the time. See, what I'm doing is I'm just priming you guys to be, get a hunger for the realm of the Spirit, but you've got to allow the Lord to draw you in, to have that, not just that hunger, but that affection of the realm of the Spirit. But it's not just that. Don't just go, I wanna see demons, realm of the Spirit. You want heaven. You see demons, man. I don't know people see demons and they're messed up. I remember Adam was fasting and praying like a lot. Okay, how's it going? He goes, mm, I'm depressed. Because he's just seeing demons on people all the time. Who wants to see that? All the time. It's like being a spiritual proctologist. <coughs> Seriously. There's no I'd rather see Jesus. I'd rather see angels. Okay? And that's where you get that impartation of life. But I'll tell you what, there is an invisible well that is here. So ascension, yes, it's up. Yes, it's in. But also, it's removing the veils on the inside. This is why we engage in the realm of the Spirit. We fast. We apply disciplines. We meditate. We, we focus on the Lord. We praise the Lord. If you, if you, if you can't, okay. I'm, 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 so, I'm getting so strong on this. If you can't engage and experience the joy of the Lord, you will not get healed. I really believe that. The joy of the Lord is it's like a river. It's everywhere. You've got to learn to drink it. People are like, I didn't get much out of that. Well, you won't. Because there are stones in rivers that waters flow around but never go through. Needs the flesh cut out. And this is where never waste pressure Never waste a good crisis, never. Because God wants to cut away the things because you're leaning on your own understanding. You're leaning on your own strength. You're leaning on your own pride, your identity based on your achievements. Those things don't matter. It's all in Christ. There, there is a whole parallel higher, there are parallel higher dimensions everywhere. I'll tell you one more story and then I'm gonna get someone up to share a testimony. There, is, there, there are places in Adelaide now, this is just me, so you might not meet these guys, but I'm just telling you, I have met angels in different places. One of them is Fruval Foodland. I have met time angels in Fruval Foodland. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm in the deli section <laughs> and then I'm in the future. And I'm going, how did this happen? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <laughs> not Doctor Who. But like I'm going, and it's happened to me two to three times in the same spot in Fruval Foodland, the deli section. I expect commission. <laughs> no, no, no. Because it's, there's something that there is, there is an arrangement in the natural, just like there is in North Terrace. 
and there's, there's crazy stuff. This is the, I'm gonna tell you something about casting pearls. So just learn about the casting pearl stuff. So tonight, I know I'm not casting pearls with you guys. Probably not you guys, but definitely not you guys, but just be aware of it. I'm a new Christian, I'm 18, and um, I've just started attending home group. And so I'd been saved maybe three months. So I go for a walk up Waterfall Gully. And I know nothing. I've, I've just been, I'm, in, I'm just my first few months of being saved and I'm walking up Waterfall Gully and I become aware of three people who I've never met, but I have met and I know them, but I don't know them and it feels completely normal. The name were Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And I'm just like, this is really cool. I don't understand it, but I'm into it. <laughs> Look at that waterfall, Abraham. <laughs> I like this. And then, and then so I made the big mistake I'm going to the home group. How's your, you know, new Christian? You know, oh, he's so cute, like, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your day today? Yeah, really good. I was, what a waterfall guy. I think I met Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, next one. Right, right. Okay, um, over here. Well, how's your day? This stuff's all around. So it's not only an ascended reality, it's removing the veils because it says we're already seated in heavenly places where you're already seated with him and this is why you go well I'm being disciplined I'm reading the book no you're pursuing the desire of your subconscious being Jesus is the desire of the nations when everyone sees him they're like he's what I've always looked for and this is why ascension is it up yes is it in yes and is it the flesh being removed from the heart absolutely because Elisha and Gehazi weren't going, we're gonna go up now and I'm gonna show you the angels. He just said, Lord, open his eyes. How many chariots of fire are around you now? In your house? How many attacks of the enemy have been thwarted because God gives his angels charge over you? And this is the realm you have to be besotted with and pursue because God says, these people look for a heavenly country, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. That's why I said, do not love the world system or the things in it. Because if it does, the love of the Father is not in them and you become earthbound to a low level, low frequency, physical dimension. This is preaching, guys. This is the how. So we were sharing on uh, Sunday afternoon how I supernaturally called back the data on my phone when it was irretrievably lost I called her back and afterwards I'm like, I mean, I, it's impossible. Everything was, we're talking, I don't know how many gig, gigabytes I got back. I don't know, it was just massive. And the Lord did it supernaturally and the last bit was on, the, on a plane in airplane mode and Daryl witnessed all my notes coming back. And afterwards the Lord goes, when you called back your data, where did it come from online? And he said, from me. He said, it's in me. Jesus said to me, everything's in me, nothing's missing. Nothing is lost, nothing is lost. Where is this? At hand. And this is why we have to engage it by faith. Can someone say amen? Uh, Megan, do you wanna share what happened to you Sunday night? Come up. Yes, so um, I got a crazy, amazing miracle on Sunday night after Todd preached that word on calling back things. Is that right? Oh, you want me to go here? Okay, <laughs> it's very bright. Um, so yeah, so I go home after a really long night at church. It was like 7.30 and I'm sort of like having a cup of tea and all of a sudden I look in the mirror and I realise one of my earrings is missing. 
Um, and it was this 24 gold carrot earring. Um, and it was an earring that my sister had given me. Um, and my sister passed away a year and a half ago. And they were very, very precious earrings. And I've never lost an earring. Like I, I never lose earrings, very rarely lose keys. And I just looked in the mirror and I said, oh my gosh. And I just like went into panic. And I was like, Lord, where did I drop my earring? Like it must be at church somewhere. Like I can't lose this earring. It was just one of the most amazing gifts she gave me. And I went into like panic. And then I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? I'll message Belinda. <laughs> so I went, I messaged Belinda and I said, Belle, I've lost one of my earrings. It was from my sister. And um, you know, has anyone seen it at church? Can someone look tomorrow? And Belle's like, yeah, 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 we'll look tomorrow. And then she just wrote one line on the bottom of the message. And she just said, we call it back. And as she, as I literally read that, I was in panic, I was in fear, like my heart was really distressed, I was like crying. And as I read that, the substance from her word actually came through the phone and the whole atmosphere in my house changed, like completely changed. And all of a sudden I was like, what is that? That's faith. There was faith on what she said. She wasn't just saying like, oh yeah, we, we call it back. She was like, we call it back. And all of a sudden my spirit was like, yes, we call it back. I'm going to agree with you. I'm agreeing with you, Belle. And so I literally, I only prayed for two minutes and I was like, thank you, Lord. I just agree with you. I just command this earring, wherever it is, church, toilets, I don't know, the sanctuary. I don't care where I dropped it. You're going to appear right now. I call you back right now. And this substance was in me, like literally the substance. And I was like, Todd has just spoken about this. I'm going to call it back. And I pulled on that realm and the Lord's like, go out to your car and look. And I was like, so full of faith. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go out. And it was dark and I'm in a new place. And I go out to my car and I look in my car, like nothing. And my heart just dropped, like my soul. I was like, oh no, I thought I was gonna get a miracle, you know? And then my heart's like, oh no. And the Lord's like, no, you've called it back. And I literally get out of my car and I'm walking into my door, not even where I walked before. And all of a sudden on this concrete ledger, under this gleaming light, I literally sent Todd the picture, my gold earring was sitting on there. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like it literally appeared, it literally manifested, not even where I had walked, only like 10 minutes before or whatever. And it was sitting there and it was like an Easter egg at Easter, like when you find an Easter egg and it was resurrection. It was literally bringing back a gift from my sister. And I took the earring inside and I text Bella, I'm like, Bella, my gosh, I got a miracle, it just appeared. And then I texted Emily and I was like, oh my gosh. And, and literally I heard the Lord, and he was like, I know you feel like you've lost your sister, but she's in me. I know you feel like this gift from your sister was lost. You're afraid, but nothing is lost. It's in me. And I literally felt the substance and healing of the Lord off that word that we can call everything back because it's in Him and it's resurrection life. And that's what I got. Nothing. Nothing is lost in the Lord, but, but we've got to cultivate the fact that we're always seated in heavenly places. She said she saw the earring appeared where she didn't walk before. Okay, I wanted, this is one of the things I've learned off of Jim Drown. I've heard Joshua Mills tell stories. Amber, did something happen to you last time I shared this? Can you just come, come quick? Come on, just get a bit. No, I insist. Hurry up. <laughs> just, just what happened? Because I remember sharing it, but you had something to do in the letterbox or something. Yeah, no, time ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, just do your best. 12 years ago, 
I lost my keys and Todd had preached about the recall the data. That's what it went around. The yeah, because yeah. your phone fell in the pool at Bali. Yep, yep, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was traveling, lost my keys, and so I practiced calling them back. And um, yeah, they appeared in our letterbox. Like? Yeah, just supernaturally. Yep. It was supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Were you afraid? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but there was a, it was a bit more detail, but it was like they looked at there already or something like that and it just appeared in their letterbox. I mean, you don't lose your keys in your letterbox. What? Yes. <laughs> no, no, she heard, she heard the, that podcast in Sydney and she'd lost her wedding band and God brought it back to her. See, this is, I want you to, these are signs and wonders. Uh, here's an interesting one. Let's put up, let's put up, this is one we don't hear that often anymore. Let's put up Hebrews 13 two. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing some have unwittingly entertained angels. Yeah, no, no, no. But, but we've become so sanitised. It's like, look, I've, you know what I've learned to do? Because of this scripture, I've learned to be very, very attuned to weird strangers. <laughs> All of a sudden, someone's like tripping out. I'm like going, oh, that could be an angel. <laughs> it's like, you want a pie floater? Um, no, seriously, is that we have to develop that awareness of everything so near, but we have to allow God to cut away the flesh. We talked about, we we discussed earlier about in Colossians, how the cutting away the flesh is connected to ascension. And you go, well, that's great, because there implied it was connected to water baptism. But here, what you have is another famous passage of Scripture connected to ascension, and ascension is all through Scripture. It just doesn't use that 21st century uh, 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 hyperbolic prophetic language. It's just it's, 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 it's being translated from Greek into English. But here's a passage of Scripture, and this is what uh, uh, we need to... Uh, the, 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 the ascension is a, is a place of rest. So let's put up Hebrews chapter 4, verses 11 to 16. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that ascended rest lest anyone fall short of the same example of disobedience. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. That's cutting away the flesh. And is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from His sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of Him of whom we must give an account. Sing then, here we go, ascension. Sing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathise with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore with this in mind come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so, what I think is, 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 is good advice is this. We need to take the Scriptures 
that are confronting and we cannot see them with our natural sight. We have to take those. You have to take the ones around the realm of the invisible and you have to meditate and they start cutting away unbelief. They start cutting away fear. For example, one of my favourites, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. That's already, I don't feel blessed. You know, one of my favourite stories, a guy called Bill Hilbig, he was my old principal at Bible college, man of God. And he tells this story. Now, this is, I want you to catch the principle, but it's not this straightforward. He said, there was this, this person came into his office really depressed. Like, what's the problem? How can I help you? And they went, I'm not blessed. And he goes, yes, you are. She goes, no, I'm not. He goes, you're blessed. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Back and forth, back and forth. And she went, oh, I am blessed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, if you catch that principle, what happens is the Word of God actually is, isn't sharp as, it's sharper than two-edged sword. You have to let it come to the inside of you. Now, what we have now is we've, we, we need to see the church that's described in the Bible that's above all things. It's above all things. But people don't think that. You've got to, you, you, when you start to look at that, you're going, Jesus is far above all principality, power, might and dominion. Yes. I'm complete in Him. Yes. So I'm seated with Him. Yes, you are. Far above all principality and power. Yes. But He's the prince of the power of the air. Yeah, but you're in Zion. But He's in the, in the atmosphere. Yeah, but you're in heavenly places. And you have to let that Scripture just keep cutting away the fear, the intimidation, the unbelief, the anxiety. You just gotta keep doing it. And all of a sudden, because all I know is that when I was away, I could not, st- I heard on the inside of me, because I heard it on the inside of me, I then listened to it maybe 500 times on a loop, Revelation 21 and 22. Behold, I make all things new. And it says, write these things down, they are trustworthy and true. And what's happened is God has made all things new. And you look at people and you look at, you're going, really? Really? And what happens? You get the Word of God and it starts to slice through that inner world. We go, well, yeah. Because people like jumping on bandwagons. They like to see proof in the natural. And they go, yeah, well, I can put faith in that. People like praying for people who are sort of on their way to getting healed already. So, so one of the things is it get the Scriptures that seem impossible to you, but especially around the invisible world. You know, we did a, I did a prophetic round table at Dan DeVal's 2019. And I've got a word of wisdom and a woman gets up and she goes, you know, I'm this and I'm this and I'm in this town and I'm not accepted there. And, and everyone's sort of like, uh-uh. And then, that, you know, the, came to me, the mic. And I said, okay. I said, how can you, how can you possibly be rejected when you're already accepted in the beloved? You go, I've got rejection issues. You go, you're actually already accepted. I don't feel it. You've got to sit in that word that you are already accepted in the beloved, according to Ephesians 1, until it goes on the inside of you. And no one can out-reject God's acceptance. Because when people have rejection, they reject everything first before they get a chance to even maybe be rejected. They've already pre-rejected the situation and it perpetuates. And people self-sabotage. And it happens again and again. You get people go, when you see people go, the people aren't really friendly. They're not friendly people. Because the proverb says, friendly people have friends. And it's a rejection thing. 
And so when you start to meditate in that, over here, you're trying to encourage unfriendly people. This is real talk. This is real. And you keep reinforcing self-pity. Well, what you gotta do is you gotta bring them along and say, this is what God's Word says. And I know it's not where you're at, but this is what the Creator of the universe says to those who are in Christ. You are accepted, not by your closest friends or your family or your clicky little inner circle or your your immediate community. You're accepted in the Godhead. You're accepted by all the angels in creation. You're accepted by the four living creatures. You're accepted by the cloud of witnesses. You're accepted by everyone who's connected to Christ, both who was and is and is to come. You are so accepted in the beloved that one puny little demonic lie of rejection can never cancel out the truth of the Lord. And this is what we've got to get, let that Word to get in on the inside of us. We've got to let it slice away all that stuff because there's a lot of stuff that we call pain is just self-indulgence. There is a place to see wounds healed and traumas resolved. There's a place for that. But we actually have to allow the Word of God to go inside of us like a mirror and like a a sharp sword and it only cuts away the things that are killing us and choking us. You know, I'm gonna finish with this, then we're gonna pray in a second. It actually says if the, I'll read it, don't put it up, I'll just, just, I wanna be very precise with this. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So when you, when you spend time in the Word, and it's not, look, I'm, 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 I'm blessed, I'm fortunate, is that I'm so addicted to the Word, it's got its own momentum when I connect with it. And what's happening is scales, veils, Flesh is being cut away. And what it says in your light, we see light. It says, if the eye, it says, if your eye is good, your body will be full of light. But that needs cutting away first. You know, this is a, this is a true statement. This is a paraphrase of, of kingdom realities. Life is not fair. Life is not fair, but neither is grace. And you, you can't have the injustice of life swallow up the grace of God. It's impossible. The only way you've let it done, the injustices, is if you give up, is if you feel sorry for yourself. Nothing can remove you from the love of God. We can only just remove ourselves. And so this, this whole thing or this, this cutting away on the inside of us, and we say, Lord. So Paul prays. We can pray this in a second. He prays for us to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him that we may know the exceeding greatness of His power that works towards us, the same power in which He raised Jesus from the dead. That is not a future event. That is real. We can pray for it and activate it because it's a now thing. This is why we go into ascension, how to ascension now, to ascension wow. Because what happens, you start living from that place. So Maddie was uh, telling me out of the um, Reese House, the intercessor. He got a prophecy over him when he was young and subsequent to that prophecy, he, he encountered the mountain of God. There's not a lot of detail around it, but he was more aware of heavenly realities than World War II. This is where we gotta be. 
more aware. Because if you're so caught up in this, you're like, oh, and then you're praying up and then you've got no power because you're stuck on the earth. All through scripture, it is ascension focused. Even it, even it, you go, you, it says things that will shock you. It wrecks the Bible college paradigm. We have Christ in us and a superior covenant. Yes, we do. But they didn't have, they, you know, they just had the prophet precinct. Yes, true. Yep, yep, yep. Then you go to Peter and it says, the Spirit of Christ that was in the prophets. What? What does it, that, that wrecked my grid, right? And then you go, well, we, you know, uh, uh, Abraham, those guys, they all saw the heavenly city. They all saw that. He said, they, they, they desire a better country, heavenly country, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Who's excited? This is like, yeah, there, 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 is a, there is a lot of miserable rubbish happening and it's real. And rather than just go, you know, click your heels together three times and say there's no place like home and disassociate into some sort of weird place. Be aware of it, but we've got to get bigger and transcend. Look, I, look I've, got, I've, got, I've got a functional level of, level of frequent fly points in my life in the Spirit. I do, functional. I'm not an expert, right? But this is what I found out. This is a tiny rock called Earth. And we get so consumed with the tiny rock, tiny. Heaven is limitless and infinite and the love of God and the joy of the Lord and the power of the Spirit and to him who believes all things are possible. And God wants us to be swallowed up and caught up into the greater and the bigger. And then you look down at your stuff here and you go, what is that? We all go through crises, don't waste it. Don't waste pressure, don't waste crises. Allow that pressure to cut things away and just lean deeper into Jesus, deeper into Jesus. Can someone say amen? amen. Holy Ghost. Can we put the pads on please? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Do you guys want to encounter the river now? Praise the Lord. Only because someone said please. What was that? Manners makes the man. Wow, do they still exist? I saw a meme once. Do men still open doors? And Xavier said, of course, how else do you think we're getting cars? <laughs> who knows who Xavier is? Yep. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just for something different, we're not gonna pray in the Spirit. I want you to just start to thank the Holy Spirit. I just want, we're just gonna get that river flowing. We're gonna pray for people in a moment and then we're gonna finish. Just start welcoming the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you. You're the temple. The river comes out of the temple. River comes out of the temple.